0: to the first episode of GM Box. I'm Åsa Tongborg.
1: And I am Johan Winkvist. And we are going to try to help especially new GMs or GMs who want to be better at their craft to figure out what to do.
0: This is the first thing ever we have ever podcasted. So, and um, it might be a little bit weird. And... Uh, Also, excuse my uh, very Swedish accent, but I'm not going to talk like this because you will then cringe and fall to the floor and die.
1: But also especially realize that there might be a few podcasts out there geared towards new GMs or GMs who just want a bit of basic advice. So that is what we are going to try to do. But we also figured that we should start by introducing ourselves and what our backgrounds are. Uh, Oza, do you want to start or should I? You could start. Okay, so I have been playing role-playing games for some three decades now. I started towards the very end of the satanic panic where i heard about how terrible role playing games are and how uh, they corrupt the youth and so of course i wanted to try and i got some friends to introduce me i can't remember the first time i gm'd but it is what i have done for the most part since Uh, so i will be bringing the perspective of someone who has been GM for a very long while and might not remember all of the, the feeling of being new and might not have as fresh a take, but can bring some experience.
0: I, on the other hand, uh, have not GM for very long, but I think it would be three years, maybe, perhaps, something I think so. like that. And I still feel extremely green. I have grown played for since I was 15 or 16. So for around 16 years now with long spaces in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I started to GM mainly because I I got to know this uh, great game D&D and I really wanted to play it and I moved and uh, I had no D&D group anymore. So oh well, uh, I guess I had to start GMing now. That's scary. Still scary.
1: And I'm very happy because I never get to play and you actually provided me with an opportunity to play instead of just GMing.
0: And also I introduced you to D&D.
1: Yes, you did. And introduced me to Critical Role.
0: Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Either way, this podcast is not mainly going to be about D&D. It's going to be about how... You do things, how you think, how you
1: write. Um, We will try to be as system agnostic and as uh, setting agnostic as we can. Sometimes we'll veer off into some sort of setting or sometimes some kind of system. But the intention is for you to be able to use this podcast as advice, whatever you want to do.
0: So... Maybe let's start. So, you have decided you want to run your own game. That's great!
1: Woo! Go you!
0: Yeah, go you. You don't have to think about why am I doing this. You don't need a why. You just...
1: uh, You want want to have fun. That's your why. Yeah.
0: So, I can get a take on how I started. I used a pre-written adventure The Lost Mines of Fandelver to be exact. I chose it because that was the game we ran uh, before I moved. So I had some little knowledge of it.
1: It is also specially written for both new players and new uh, GMs or DMs, as, uh, as Dungeons and Dragons call them, but Game Masters, Dungeon Masters.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think it, it was a good way to start. It kind of held you in the hand and took you through the, the steps um, of how to create your story and handling all encounters. Still, I felt I didn't really start. GMing until I let go of um, the of the pre-written script because my brain works that way that okay this is written here I need to follow it to the letter and uh, then when the players go ahead and do their thing and do crazy stuff that doesn't follow the script then I, I felt like it got a bit stuck.
1: I also remember you telling us, or telling me at least, that you were starting to have ideas that you wanted to tell without feeling that you could because you still felt that you needed to finish the scenario that was written.
0: Yeah. So I yeah, felt kind of locked into it. So it was a great feeling of freedom when I finally finished that scenario and could start on my own stuff. It was also more difficult because suddenly you have to come up with a story and you have to come up with your own NPCs and you have to come uh, up with basically everything and you have to bullshit a lot.
1: That is really the key to a lot of good game mastering. Learn how to bullshit. It is key to providing a good story because you will never ever prepare for everything.
0: I want to prepare! I want to prepare everything!
1: Everyone wants to prepare everything. It is impossible. Uh, Players are just too good at coming up with unexpected things. And I think we should have at least one episode on just how to prepare to not be prepared. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: I also think we should have a whole episode at least on how to use pre-written scenarios as inspiration and foundation for what you... Want yeah, to accomplish
0: and and use them as skeletons and then flesh it out. Mm-hmm. I when I started gaming, I also kind of felt that D anD D in particular is kind of uh, do you say this in Material sport.
1: Oh yeah, it, uh, it's uh, very. It, it really tries to utilize. All the sort of stuff around it, all the minis and terrain and all of that.
0: You don't need that. No. You you definitely don't need that. I felt since D&D is as it is, uh, I felt that a battle grid was a good uh, visual help. Yes. But, uh, well, I didn't have any minis, so the first episode I used candy.
1: Yes. I distinctly remember the uh, toy uh, moose. That was uh, a... It was a
0: cow. Was it a cow? Yes, it was a cow. I
1: okay. It. That that was uh, a young uh, green dragon uh, because that's all you need. I have a lot of minis by now and I still use minis as other things than they are all the time. And there is nothing wrong with just using a pen and paper to give your players a, an overview of what things are probably sort of like. And you don't even need that if you can work with a scene that is simple enough that just the theatre of the mind, just imagine what the scene is like, that might be enough.
0: Yeah, I, I had never used a battle grid before I played d d No. Never. I couldn't see the point of it, actually. Still, the the role playing games that I had game I had played before was rather different.
1: Yes, when I started playing D anD D, it had been something like ten years since I used the battle map, uh, and I used it for a Swedish game that is somewhat poorly modeled after D anD um, Just skip the levels thing and uh, add a few other. Components.
0: Uh, one thing more that I found really comforting uh, when I started my little group was that I had you in it. <laughs> um, it 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 can be a great help if you have at least one fairly experienced player, not particularly experienced in the game you are running but
1: an experienced role player. It it can help. I have had a few experiences in the other direction with very experienced players who thought that they knew better than I as the game master did, which is a nasty experience. And if you're new to GMing, remember that at the table, your word is law. You are the absolute arbiter of what goes and what doesn't and how. If someone else has an issue with it, then wait a little after the game, listen to them, and maybe make a better or at least more considerate ruling for the future. But during the game, then you are the one who determines what goes and what doesn't. Also here has actually a couple of times told me off during the game because I have uh, picked up on rules that would be different in the book, or things that would make more sense in one way or another, or I would have made a different ruling. But as soon as she tells me off, I, I go quiet. I will not... Actually, try to convince her that some that the rule should be applied as is in the book because it's her game.
0: Yeah, don't don't be afraid to tell your players off. No, it might be very intimidating being the boss of everything. I still find it intimidating. Uh, I'm I'm not a bossy person. I'm kind of meek and timid person. Still, I know Johan fairly well. I feel I can tell him off. But still, still, don't, don't
1: be afraid to do that. Um... We're all there to have fun. As soon as someone is not having fun, that's an issue. But you are there to help the others have fun. Just because one person complains does not mean that your ruling is uh, bad for everyone else. I have had several groups that have had one player who complains a lot about my rulings or uh, groups I've seen where one player really bosses people around. When I talk to the other players in that group, they are very grateful for a game master who will put their foot down and actually tell that player off. So you're making the game better for everyone else. As long as you also listen to them. But try to listen to them between sessions. That's an excellent time to actually talk about things. Instead of getting something holed up uh, at the table.
0: So how should you find players? That's a tricky one. Yes. I've had a bit of luck. Because I spend a lot of time around role players. and, And usually... Uh, role players are uh, fairly enthusiastic about playing. So, if you are a new, new GM, shout out to your friends. Yes. Hi, want to play a game?
1: You can seek out your local uh, gaming club if there is one, even if they are mostly into board games and card games. There might be some role players there. If you want to play online, then services such as Roll20 have looking for group. Features, or you can try a Discord server. I would also like to add one very important point here. Not every group is suitable for every player. Don't be afraid of leaving a group, even if it consists of friends that you really like, if they don't play the way you like. I have people around me who are fantastic role players but don't play in a way that suits me, so we shouldn't play together.
0: Or your style of game doesn't suit them. It's important to discuss with your players before you start which kind of game you intend to run. Do you intend to run a horror story? Then make that clear to your players, because everyone doesn't
1: like it and now uh, do you want to run a horror story where your players don't want to walk home in the dark afterwards or do you want to uh, do you want to run a horror story where they are uh, fighting big scary monsters but in the end they feel like they're heroes that manage to save humanity from the big scary or do you want to run a horror story uh, that is all about survival and just high adrenaline? There are many kinds. Talk to your players, and I feel like there is again an entire episode or two about this yeah. in the future. <laughs> this is our introduction to introduction. If you like any of these stories, and you happen or any of these uh, ideas. Please talk to us so that we know what to prioritise in the future. Oh. uh, Every episode, we aim to have what we will call Episode Epiphany. Add some sort sort of sound effect. Uh, Episode Epiphany! (laughs) Uh, The point of the episode Epiphany is to help inspire you. It will be an interesting NPC, a possible story hook, uh, some maybe a whole storyline that could be interesting, an interesting location, an interesting item, something to get your creative juices flowing and make you inspired to provide more interesting stuff for your players.
0: Yeah, so you are free to use these people, ideas, stories, however you like. You can use them straight off with no editing whatsoever or you can just press the juice out of it and use it for... And adapt
1: them to your own.
0: Yeah. Uh, So this time I'm going to uh, tell about uh, a story hook I I used fairly early on in uh, in my game. I we run D and D, and I I was a bit fascinated about the healing thing. Okay, how does a, a world where you where there are healers, magical healers, what does that do to the economy. Yeah, the, the economy, uh, classes and class differences. So, what about if they should up a t- uh, turn up a temple which provided free healing for people that couldn't afford to provide healing in exchange for produce or favors?
1: And also hurting other temples in the process because giving healing is likely going to be one of the primary income sources for temples because clerics can heal in D&D. You can, of course, uh, adapt this to a sci fi uh, facility that can provide extremely fast uh, uh, healing beyond others. But provides it for free in exchange for favors. What's with this facility? Or you could have it in modern day, and you might have a political plot behind it. Is there's a left wing uh, hospital that is actually trying to uh, provide some sort of health care, maybe with some strange donors behind it because healthcare still costs, or is this the preparation for uh, uh, actually trying to make this hospital look really, really bad in the future? Uh, many possibilities.
0: Yes. In, um, in this case, it was a temple that was a facade for, for an evil temple, <laughs> for an evil god And they used people to have them do them favours in higher places.
1: And also feed vampires.
0: Also feed vampires. That's another story.
1: Including my character's dad.
0: That's a secret.
1: Yeah. Well, he's dead now. It's okay.
0: (laughs) Anyway, um, I think we should wrap it up for now, perhaps.
1: And we'll see you guys hopefully there will be at least a second episode and if you guys are enthusiastic enough there might be a third. (gasps) If there is a second episode it will be about how to prepare the first storyline. If you're a new GM and you are struggling with how to come up with that first storyline to get your Players who may or may not also be new, get them hooked.
0: Yeah. So I will. I think I will give our Discord nicknames, perhaps, or something in the show notes.
1: Yes, including a link to the Discord server that otherwise has a world building.
0: Yeah. Channel. He wants world building. Yes. He builds worlds.
1: Yes. We'll get more on to world building at a, a later time, and specifically world building for game masters, and especially, especially how to start world building for new game masters. Yay! So, yeah, uh, go,
0: to, go to the show notes and see where we can find us on uh, Twitter
1: and all the other good stuff. Yeah. And uh, until then have fun and uh, play more role playing games
0: roll all roll all the dice
1: roll the all dice. the dice yes, yes. bye